right, thanks, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you uh, for being with us. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. You want to be a part of the program as we uh, roll along here. A lot of ground to cover today. I mean, just a lot. And uh, so glad you could be with us. It, it is very fun and it is entertaining, but it's also a sign of the times that we live in, how sick and ugly and twisted the media mob is. And that, you know, you, you, you look at something as simple as the Democrats and their position on elections, H.R. 1, S.R. 1. Why is it that Democrats have been so fighting so hard? have been so passionate about the issue of H.R. 1, S.R. 1. Why is it they don't want any voter identification? Now, they, they're, they're now backing away from that position in large part because polls are now showing that an overwhelming number of the American people support voter ID. As a matter of fact, Monmouth University, their poll shows that 91% of Republicans support voter ID, 87% of Democrats, 62, uh, uh, 87% of independents, 62% of Democrats, and 84% of minorities in America support voter ID laws. I've said I just want to have integrity in our election system. I don't want an advantage for one side over another. I just want free and fair elections with integrity in which we'll have confidence in the results. After 2000 and, and that debacle down in Florida with swinging and hanging and, and perforated and, and dimpled and pimpled chads, well, Florida had to change their, their election laws to bring integrity back to the system. Can anyone say with any level of confidence that we know for sure that only 537 votes separated uh, uh, George W. Bush from, from Al Gore? Do we know for a fact that those numbers are that's the exact number or is it likely we'll never really determine what the final number is because of the problems that they had? Then we had problems in 2016 down in Florida. They had to be fixed also. And then in 2020, the elections down in Florida went as smoothly as possible. A lot of states, they have no problems with their elections. Then then you have states where there are problems. But, you know, Democrats, they're, they're fighting against with with great passion, especially against voter ID laws. They're fighting against signature verification. They're fighting against updating every election, the voter rolls to make sure they're, they're just up to speed, up to date. They're, you know, make sure that that they are accurate and reflect the current electorate. What's wrong with that? Most states have laws that guarantee that partisan observers can Watch the voting from start to finish. That didn't happen in 2020. It should happen. That's simple. That's basic. We're understanding now that apparently even the Secretary of State of Georgia, who made that idiotic consent agreement that created two voting standards, one for mail-in ballots, which was far less rigorous than in-person standards, voting standards, and, and they tried to fix these problems. But after they, these issues came up, Democrats went out, in droves, and, and they just trashed the idea of having voter ID. Here's his Democrats attacking it. Listen. What I mean by rigged is this. We have a right to vote in the United States that is afforded to eligible American citizens. But we have seen over the last 20 years a constriction on who has the right 
to use that right. We have seen it through voter ID laws. You can't get on the rolls, and if you get on the rolls, you can't stay. These laws are a blast from the Jim Crow past, and they have no place in 21st century America. Discriminatory laws and laws that were designed to suppress folks' rights to vote. Instituting photo ID laws that on the surface sound good. If you poll the average American, they'll say, yeah, well, well but in practice, it, uh, that's not always easy to do. At the moment, what's going on about voting rights is downright evil. With these unnecessary and unjustifiable voter ID laws. It becomes a poll tax because you don't know what form of ID the government will ask you. The other restriction well, that I... a poll tax? It's a, how, do you call it, how do you say it's a it's poll tax? It's a modern-day poll tax. When they're trying to make voting harder and harder, Dealing with these voter ID laws, this is not about voter verification, this is about voter suppression. You've suggested that voter suppression is more insidious now in 2019 than it was even in the 60s. How so? We have always struggled with voter suppression. Republicans claim they're making it easier to vote and harder to cheat in an election. In reality, they're making it harder to vote and easier to cheat in an election. We all know it. It is the most pernicious thing. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. Jim Crow 2.0. Now, you know, take, you know, look at the source. You got a guy that praises segregationist Joe Biden. You got a guy that partnered with the former Klansman that filibustered the Civil Rights Act of 64, the Voting Rights Act of 65, it was Republicans that, that helped Lyndon Johnson pass both of those historic laws uh, because people like Al Gore's father and, and people like uh, Joe Biden's best buddy didn't want it to come to pass. And then Joe, pa- Joe partners with the former Klansman because he doesn't want integration of public schools and he doesn't want school busing. He didn't want public schools to become racial jungles. Amazing how he's never asked that question by the mob, by the media out there. Just like a lot of questions they don't ask in the mob and the media. Uh, We've always had voter ID uh, qualifications. How, and and Joe's state is the most restrictive. They don't have 17 days early voting. They don't have drop boxes. They don't have no excuse uh, absentee ballots. He's done nothing to make make the laws and make it easier and accessible for the people of Delaware. Georgia did simple, simple, fundamental checks and balances, voter ID. You needed to get into the white house, the Capitol. You needed to buy a six pack of beer. You needed to buy a bottle of wine, uh, a jewel pod or a pack of cigarettes, but you don't need it to vote. And about, and people that strangers can go around collecting ballots with, with, without any, any integrity measures put in place that you have people from uh, every party watching the process that that's not going to fly. Why didn't Joe ever, ever lift the restrictive laws in the state of Delaware? He's now hurt along with Stacey Abrams and Raphael Warnock. He's hurt the people of Georgia losing major league baseball's all-star game, costing the Georgia economy a hundred million dollars, calling the people of Georgia pretty much racist. Meanwhile, their new laws far more inclusive and less restrictive by every by every measure than Delaware. And if the media, the mob, the New York Times and company, they don't lift a finger to tell the American people the truth. 
And when Joe and others were calling it Jim Crow 2.0 and it's making it harder for people to vote, harder than ever, that they're just lying to you. These are basic measures to ensure integrity in the election process and confidence in election results. It's as simple. This is fundamental. It's not a big deal. The American people, yes, polled. Barack Obama is right about that. But, you know, you needed voter ID to vote for him in 2008 and 2012. And he got elected in both those elections. You know, now they're all denying. Stacey Abrams is actually denying the things that she said. Same with Raphael Warnock. Joe Biden's been a lot a lot more quiet on Jim Crow 2.0 now that the polls are coming out against their radical voting law, which it seems that's about to die. And we'll find out more from Senator Marsha Blackburn later in the program. But it seems like a lot of their agenda now is is falling apart. You know, it's it's where is the media on all of these things? The mob and the media, they, they themselves, they have an agenda. Obama can push as much as he wants. He's been out there pushing for voting rights while claiming he's not weighing in on on issues involving D.C. Oh, okay. You know, Democrats now are saying they're going to go along with the mansion bill. According to reports, I've not seen it. It's similar to the law in Georgia, but, you know, I'm sure it doesn't have what most people want or what we would need. The five things I mentioned are, are simple, they're basic, and they're fundamental. There's nothing restrictive. As a matter of fact, I don't care how many days they have early voting, if that's what the states want, because the Constitution is clear that state legislatures, they'll determine the time, the manner, the place of voting in their state. The fact that they want to nationalize, federalize elections, that doesn't surprise me either. You know, they want the biggest power grab in the, in the, in the history of the federal government. I mean, the idea that the federal government now as a as a matter of policy chooses to ignore our immigration laws and not only do they ignore them i mean imagine if you ignored certain laws what do you think would happen to you you don't get to pick and choose which laws you're going to obey and which laws you're not going to obey then they're facilitating the law breaking they're just processing illegal immigrants they're not stopping them from coming in at all they process them they got rid of the stay in mexico policies they stopped building the border wall. They brought back catch and release, except basically it's, it's catch, register, and, and release with no date to go to court. And now they're even going as far as flying in families from other countries if somebody enters this country illegally. So not only is that person rewarded for not respecting our laws, our sovereignty, and our borders, but now the whole family will benefit from the law breaking. And then they're shipping a lot of people, illegal immigrants, to states in the dark of night. And they're basically saying to the states, you've got to provide the food, the shelter, the health care, the education, which states can no longer afford. I mean, what if states started in a very compassionate way, putting people, transporting people just like Joe and Kamala are doing after they take them out of the cages that they've been putting them in? And what if states decided to similarly, like Joe and Kamala, transport people right back to Washington and D.C., and maybe they can bring them and walk them right up to the White House and say, here, they brought you in. They're responsible for you. They'll take care of you and let Joe and Kamala handle the problem they themselves created. The idea that they're putting this unfunded mandate on states 
and causing states to be accomplices in their aiding and abetting a lawbreaking, you know, something that I never thought would happen in the United States of America. Our Constitution is the foundation of our rule of law. Well, that's facilitating law breaking and aiding and abetting those people that didn't obey the laws and, and respect our, our borders and our sovereignty. I'm not against uh, immigration, just the opposite. I support legal immigration. I think there should be some criteria, nothing too, too onerous for people. The criteria should be, one, in the age of COVID, you've, you've got to prove that you're healthy. Two, a background check that you would pay for so we don't find that you have radical associations. And three, if you're going to get one of the highly coveted you know, opportunities to come to America, you, you need to be able to show that you're going to be able to financially take care of yourself. I don't find that too onerous in any way, shape, manner, or form. I just don't. I don't, you know, I'm, why anybody would be against any of this. I, the only thing I can think of is they, they've got, they're the ones that have nefarious intentions. Somehow they think that their opportunity to rig the system will go away. Laws were not followed. Partisan observers didn't observe in 2020. The state constitution was not obeyed in Pennsylvania. Laws in Wisconsin were not followed. The consent agreement created two systems of voting in Georgia, one with very lax standards for mail-in balloting and one with very rigorous standards if you voted in person in Georgia. Those are just facts. And as a result, people didn't have confidence in the, in the outcome of the election. We need to stop that. We need to have confidence in the outcome. We need integrity every step of the way. We need to make sure we have chain of custody controls so that one side can't tamper with ballots just just to keep everybody honest it's not that complicated so linda has a 110 pound monster of a dog at her house dog's very beautiful she loves her dog she loves all her animals and she has now discovered the benefits of rough greens it's not a dog food when you buy dog food at your pet shop or you know whatever pet store you go to or whatever grocery store you go to all of the food you're buying, it has to be able to stay on the shelves for three years. All of that has no live nutrients. And Rough Greens, it's not a dog food, but it provides all of the live nutrients to give your dog superior health. As humans, we need live minerals and vitamins and omega oils and antioxidants and probiotics. Dogs need the same thing. It's not in their dog food. And that's where our friends at Rough Greens come in. Now, they're providing the nutritional deficiencies that are in dog food today. And they're so confident that you and your dog are going to love it. They're going to give you your first bag absolutely free. You just add it to your dog's dog food. It's that simple. All you have to do is go to the website we've created. It's rough, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Roughgreens.com slash Sean. Your first bag is absolutely free from our friends at Rough Greens.